I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, it's Francis Cotton. I hope you enjoy listening to this edition of the Arsenal Audio Program. Europa League. Thursday, February 22nd, 2018. Arsenal v. Ostersunds. Kickoff 8.05 pm. The contents. The manager, Arsene Wenger. The captain, Per Mertesacker. Voice of Arsenal. Player feature, Mohamed Elneny. Youth. Young gun, Daniel Barden. Match action, Ostersons v Arsenal. Club culture. Kitman. Women. Match action, Arsenal v Everton. Visitors, Ostersunds. Pressure points, match action. Tottenham Hotspur v Arsenal. 1998. My story. Teams. The boss, Arsene Wenger. The boss expects a professional approach to the game tonight. Arsene was talking to Rob Kelly. I felt we adapted quite well to the pitch in last week's first leg. There were maybe a bit cautious at the start, and we took advantage of it. At 2-0 at half-time, it was important for us not to concede a goal and to win the second half. I felt there was room to score one or two more in the second half, but we were in control and once we went 2-0 up, we won in a comfortable way. A big part of reaching the last 16 is done, but to be professional is to finish the job. This is a good opportunity to show that we have enough maturity, enough respect and enough love for the game we want to play as well. That's why I believe it's important to win the game. I know that every game is an opportunity to show your quality, and overall, I believe we've only done half of a job, and a professional football player does the whole job. The professional club and professional team does the job properly. If we have a disastrous game tonight, we take the conditions into the next game. Ostersunds showed us two aspects to their game in the first leg. They had a timid start, and we took advantage of it but after that they showed they are a good side. For us it's absolutely vital to play well to have a chance to win the game. We play at home and we want to win the game. 
If you look at the results of Ostersunds in the Europa League, it's quite impressive, home and away. This game for us demands respect. I would be absolutely stupid for us to think we could go out there and have a stroll. We could have a bad surprise. I always try to find a team who can win the next game. I will build a team that has a good opportunity to do that for us. We're playing at home in front of our fans and there is still a lot at stake because this competition is important for us. What is absolutely vital is that we go into the game with a good focus to win it. I believe their most impressive player in the first game was Samon Godos, who is a marvellous player, technically and tactically. I was impressed with him. And overall, I believe collectively they are a team that play good football. You could see that last week. The longer the game went on, the more they showed their quality. The second half was quite even, and we needed to fight until the end. They have nothing to lose and are a dangerous side. I feel Graham Potter will certainly make a very good career because he has chosen the difficulty at the start and has managed to get through that. On top of that, it helped him to learn the job. He has gone through all the problems you can have in the lower divisions and now he manages in Europe. He has established a name for himself in Sweden and certainly on the international level as well. So overall, he has made a bold step, but a very, very good one. So we'll definitely take this game as seriously as any other. One of the players likely to feature tonight is Henrik Mkhitaryan. He has worked very hard and he gave a positive performance in Ostersund last week. He adapts slowly to the team and overall he had a positive game. David Ospina saved a penalty last week and he will start this evening and also in Sunday's Carabao Cup final. It's always a difficult decision to make, but I think the goalkeepers are clear about that. It's been clear since the start of the season, and David has played in the whole competition. I have two world-class goalkeepers, and I decided from the start on to have clarity in the games they play. I maintain that. Danny Welbeck will also play tonight. He's getting sharper every day. In the last week, he has moved forward, and I think the game at Ostersunds has done him good. Since then, I believe that physically he is getting better. Alex Lacazette is doing well. I think he will be ahead of his planned recovery. His response has been good. We saw some young players come off the bench in Sweden. This competition has been useful, as they've had the chance to play, and have shown me that they have the quality to compete. They have gained confidence and have shown the other players in the squad that they have the needed quality and could put their places under threat. Finally, the two main surprises from last week's Europa League games were Napoli and Nice losing. Napoli may be focused on an opportunity to win the league. For Nice, it was an accident, and we will see how well they respond, but they played with ten men in the second half. There were one or two surprises that make the route to move forward a bit more open. Let's see how we progress first, and then we'll look at the next step. Enjoy the game! The Captain Per on repeating the positive aspects from the first leg in Sweden. I really liked our focus and intensity at the start of last week's first leg. We created lots of energy with the way we put them under pressure and we'd already created some chances to take the lead before Nacho scored. 
We're not used to playing on those sorts of pitches and in those temperatures, but we didn't let that affect us at all, and that was what we needed to do. It was important for us to grab that momentum, but what especially pleased me was that we didn't stop after doing that. We kept going for more goals and made sure we got a second soon after the first. I thought that they made it more difficult for us after half-time, but our third goal was one that showed what we are all about. We kept the ball patiently and moved it well, and the way Henrik and Mesut linked up to score was really impressive. I said when we signed Mickey that I was delighted to have him with us, and the early signs have been impressive. I'm told that he has already assisted five goals, and I'm not too surprised at that because he has that vision, that creativity. He's not only a good player, but he's a great character too. He's interested in improving and is eager to learn, even though he's 29. Honestly, it's been brilliant to work with him. Mickey wants to work hard, he wants to learn, and he wants to take on our DNA, which fits so well to him personally. It was promising to see Mickey combining the way he did with Mesut, who also impressed me. It's good to see him getting into those positions and finishing the way he did. Hopefully he can continue with that until the end of the season. I'd also like to praise David Ospina for his late penalty save, because had they scored that, it would have given them a boost going into tonight's game. As it is, we're in a strong position this evening, but there won't be any complacency from us. I've been in football long enough to know that if you take anything for granted, there's a much higher chance you will pay for that way of thinking. We will be professional and we will give our all to win the game. Ottersund are a good side who have been on a remarkable journey. Ben Knapper, one of our video analysts, has spoken to me a lot about what Graham Potter has achieved there. He's created an environment that has helped to engineer Ottersund's success over the past few years. He has passion, he has ideas, and as I mentioned, he's been successful. The work he has done is admirable, and I'm not surprised that he's received a lot of media attention in England. It's absolutely amazing for the town to be on the run that they are on. It was strange for us not having a game at the weekend, but we've used it to get ourselves in the best possible shape, both for today and for Sunday. Looking ahead to the Manchester City match, we're used to the occasion of playing at Wembley. We know what it takes to be successful there, no matter who plays. Every single member of the squad has the ability to play in those big occasions to help us to get the result we want at the weekend. We're ready to put in that hard work, that intensity, to make sure that we get what we want. And we know that we can rely on you too. We've got a strong recent record in cup matches at Wembley, and you've all played your part in that. We need you with us on Sunday too and I'm sure you'll all get behind the team to give us that same brilliant support that we've had at Wembley in the past. In terms of myself, I've used my spare time to observe and learn as much as I can ahead of going into my new role next season. There are lots of good people working at Hale End who want to share their information with me. It's been a pleasure to be around them. But I'm not neglecting my first team duties either. I'm still out there in training and eager to get a game. I'm on a good way of transition, with a healthy balance between playing and getting ready for the new job. For now, of course, my primary focus is on 
contributing to the first team, keeping everyone energetic and making sure that we put in the intensity we need in order to achieve our aims. I won't let that slip and start to think about other things because it's my main aim at the moment. Thanks for your support. Per was talking to Nick Bromsack. Arsenal. Home but away. You may have noticed that Ostersons sported their away kit in last week's first leg and we'll be doing exactly the same this evening. The reason for this is that our home kit clashes with both of Ostersons' registered strips, red and black and all white. Therefore, with us unable to wear our home kit, UEFA and the two clubs have agreed that the home club will change kits in both matches. Due to that, we'll wear our blue strip this evening with Ostersons in white. This isn't the first time in recent years that we've worn our away kit in a home European match. In fact, last season, the same rule saw us take to the field in yellow against Baal at the Emirates for a game we won 2-0. No lacquer tonight. We will be without Alexandre Lacazette this evening and for games in the near future. Our number nine had an arthroscopy on his left knee in London two days before last week's first leg. The minor procedure was a success and he will now undergo a period of rehabilitation. It is envisaged that Alexandre will return to the squad within four to six weeks. Gets well soon, Lacquer. New Emirates deal. We have announced a five-year extension with Emirates to their long-running shirt partnership. This will see Emirates' branding feature on the shirts and training kit of all of our teams until the end of the 2023-2024 season. It is the largest sponsorship deal ever signed by the club and will see the shirt partnership with Emirates, which started in 2006, run to at least 18 years. As part of the extended deal, we will fly on Emirates' award-winning planes on pre-season tours. Emirates will retain marketing rights to develop campaigns and initiatives around the world. Our home will continue to be known as Emirates Stadium up to 2028 as part of the extension agreed in 2012. And no Orber either. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is also unavailable due to his participation in European football this season with a team currently in the Europa League, namely Borussia Dortmund. Our other major acquisition in the January transfer window Henrik Mkhitaryan is of course available, though will wear number 77 for Europa League games. Draw for the last 16. We go into tonight's game with a 3-0 advantage from the first leg. Remember the away goals rule is in play in the Europa League. The draw for the round of 16 takes place at noon tomorrow in Neon, Switzerland. It's an open draw. There is no seeding or country protection at this stage. Leicester postponed. 
our Premier League fixture at Leicester City has been postponed. The match originally scheduled for Saturday, March 17, will be moved due to the Foxes' participation in the Emirates FA Cup quarter-final over the same weekend. Once the date for the fixture has been decided, we'll have all the information on arsenal.com. Rosicki enters the 100 club. Tomas Rosicki has become the 75th member of the 100 club. The former Czech Republic international was officially inducted at half-time of the match against Everton earlier this month. Tomas spent a decade with us between 2006 and 2016, making 246 appearances and scoring 28 goals. He helped us to win and then retain the Emirates FA Cup in 2014 and 2015. Jack and Moe's monthly awards. Congratulations to Mohamed Al-Neni, who has picked up his first Arsenal.com Player of the Month award this season. The Egypt International produced a number of impressive midfield displays last month and also helped us reach the Carabao Cup final with a solid defensive showing over two legs against Chelsea. Elneny edged out Nacho Monreal, Mesut Ozil and Jack Wilshere to top the pole. While Jack was beaten to that award, his powerful strike against Chelsea was voted as our January goal of the month. The England international opened the scoring in our first game of 2018, smashing an unstoppable shot past Thibaut Courtois as we earned a point against the Blues. Jack's effort was the overwhelming winner with 50% of the votes cast. Arsenal for Everyone Day at the Emirates Last week, primary school children from North London spent the day at Emirates Stadium to talk about tackling discrimination in football. More than 100 boys and girls were joined at a special Arsenal for Everyone workshop by Arsenal legends Michael Thomas, Perry Groves and Rachel Yankee and Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn MP. The day was delivered in partnership with Show Racism the Red Card. A surprise at the hub. Invincibles Robert Pires and Lauren surprised players at our Arsenal for Everyone tournament at the Arsenal hub before the Everton game. Eight supporters clubs competed in the competition before our Premier League win over Everton. Gay Gooners, who were celebrating LGBT History Month, were joined by teams from Arsenal Denmark, Arsenal Women Supporters Club, Red Action, the Arsenal Walking Football Team and the Arsenal Eurofit Programme. Also present were fans from Everton and staff of club partner Octopus Energy. Supporters groups travelled from as far as Holland to play in the tournament. Winners from the Arsenal Eurofit programme were presented with the trophy by Pires and Lauren, who were surprise guests on the day. The Arsenal for Everyone initiative works to celebrate the diversity of the Arsenal family and ensure that everyone feels an equal sense of belonging at the club. Kids are all right. Congratulations to our Hale End youngsters who've enjoyed a string of successes recently. Our under-12s beat-off competition from Liverpool 
West Ham, Swansea and Charlton to lift the Arsenal Academy Under-12 Cup on home soil last week. Our under-9s and under-11s are Premier League futsal champions after taking part in recent national tournaments and our under-15s took the Supermock Cup home from a trip to Malaysia before Christmas. Well done to all the boys involved. Tune in to Arsenal Weekly. Have you ever heard about the Arsenal Weekly podcast? Available on arsenal.com every Monday, the show is free and features all the latest from the club, including action and reaction from the weekend game, an exclusive player interview, a chat with an Arsenal insider, an Arsenal history lesson, a tactical heads-up on our next opponent. Fans wanting to get involved can tweet questions to hashtag Arsenal Weekly. Follow us on social media. Not following us on social media yet? Keep up to date with everything in the world of Arsenal by checking us out on these platforms. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Arsenal. Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Arsenal. Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Arsenal. Snapchat, add official AFC. YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Arsenal. Flickr, flickr.com forward slash photos forward slash official Arsenal. Dugout, dugout.com forward slash Arsenal. Above and beyond, congratulations to Adina Gibb, who went above and beyond with her programme selling skills against Everton on February 3rd. Adina deservedly won a Puma tracksuit jacket and we'd like to thank her for her sterling efforts on the day of the game. If you think one of our programme sellers has gone above and beyond, please let us know by emailing programme at arsenal.co.uk Ref Watch Ivan Kruzliak Slovakian official Ivan Kruzliak has been officiating in the Europa League for four seasons and has also taken on UEFA Champions League duties this term when he was the man in the middle for Liverpool's 3-0 home win over NK Maribor and Man City's 1-0 victory against Feyenoord. In 14 Europa League games, he has shown 69 yellow cards and four reds. Exclusive player interview, Mohamed Elneny, by Nicholas Brumsack and Max Jones. Born El Mahala El Kubra, Egypt, July 11th, 1992. Joined Arsenal from Basel on January the 14th, 2016. Previous clubs, El Mokolun, Basel. Stats, Mo is the only player to appear in all five of our Carabao Cup games so far this season. He has also been ever-present in the Europa League this season. Only he and Ainsley, Maitland and Niles have started all seven games for us. Both of Mo's Arsenal goals have come in European football. This is said to be the biggest year of Mohamed Eldeni's career, and he certainly started it well. Our midfielder has helped Egypt qualify for this summer's World Cup, the first time they'll play at the tournament in 28 years. Mo describes the moment his nation reached Russia as one of the best in my life. Egypt have been drawn alongside Russia, Saudi Arabia and Uruguay 
and hopes for Hector Cooper's side are certainly high. Before then, though, there's plenty still to achieve with us this season. Mo has started regularly since the turn of the year, and his assured performances in central midfield saw him named our Player of the Month for January. He helped us to a 3-0 win over Ostersons in last week's last 32 first leg, and, speaking exclusively to us, Mo has outlined his hopes of going one step further than in 2013 when he reached the semi-final of the Europa League with former side Basel. Question. Firstly, Mo, how did you find last week's game against Ostersunds? We were focused on getting a good result because our away record recently hasn't been good. Everyone in the team was focused on that game. We watched some of the games and they looked like a tough opponent to face. They managed to reach this far in the competition, but we were ready for them, and we got the result we wanted. Have you ever experienced conditions like that before? What was the most challenging thing about playing in that climate? It was the first time I'd ever played in such conditions. At the beginning of the match I wasn't wearing gloves, and I couldn't feel my hands because it was freezing, so I had to ask for gloves because I couldn't play. The pitch was artificial as well, which made it more difficult. But we were determined to win, and no excuse was going to prevent us from achieving that. Thank God we did. Arsene Wenger likened it to last season's Emirates FA Cup tie against Sutton United. Did it feel like that for you? Yes, I think the boss is right. He has a huge experience, and he sees things we don't. It was important for us to win the game, and that's what we were focused on. We saw you play at centre-back at the start of the campaign, but now you're back in midfield. What did you learn from playing in defence? Playing in defence helped me a lot without even realising it at the beginning. I see the pitch better now, I'm stronger, and I think I close down opponents better now when I play in midfield. When I played as a defender, I had to win the ball because I was in the last line. So when I play in midfield again, it still feels as if I'm the last defender and I must win the ball even if there is a teammate behind me. Playing in defence helped me a lot and taught me how to win the ball back. That was missing a bit from my game before. I'm happy that I experienced playing at the back because it made me do a better job in midfield. Last week, your midfield partner was Ainsley Maitland-Niles. What have you made of his progression? I like Ainsley very much. He's a smart and fast player. He can play in many positions at the same level, and he always gives his best. I'm very happy for him, because he is important for us, as he can play on the left, right and middle of the field, and that's a great ability to have as a player. I hope he continues to improve and help the team for the rest of the season. You reached the Europa League semi-final back in 2013, where you were knocked out by eventual champions Chelsea. What do you remember about that tie? It was my first year at Basel, and reaching the semi-final of the Europa League was amazing for me, because right before that, I was in Egypt watching the UEFA competitions on TV, so it was a new and beautiful experience. We played Tottenham earlier in the tournament, and we drew 2-2 with them away. Then we beat them at home in Basel. That's how we got to face Chelsea in the semi-final. 
It's true Chelsea were maybe favourites to qualify, but if we dreamt bigger and had more ambition, I think we could have beaten them and reached the final. For us, it was like we have already exceeded expectations, and they really wanted it more than us. We could see that on the pitch straight away. We tried and fought hard, but they wanted it more. It taught us a lesson. You can win against a bigger club than you if you want it more and fight for it. Mohamed Salah scored in that tie. When you look back at your time together at Basel, did you know he would be a success in England? I've known Mohamed for a while now, and I can tell you he works hard on improving himself, not just in football, but also off the pitch. He likes to read and gain more knowledge. When we were at Basel, he was missing chances in front of goal, so he would work on that with one of the coaches after we finished training. He liked that a lot and gained the focus and calmness he needs in front of goal. Now he is one of the best in England. I wish him the very best and more success in the future. It makes us Egyptians proud to have a talented and popular player like him. Along with Achman Hagazi, Ali Gabra and Ramadan Sobi, there are now five Egypt internationals in the Premier League. How much does that help the national team? It's great for the national team to have many players who play in England. We don't want to forget Ahmed Al-Mahamadi. He has been here longer than us and gave a good impression and a good image for Egyptian players to say that we can play at the top level. I am happy to be one of those players who is creating a good reputation for Egyptian players. You helped Egypt qualify for their first World Cup since 1990. How much will it mean to you to play for your country at this summer's tournament in Russia? It's a different feeling. I would say it's one of the best moments of my life to help my country qualify for the World Cup. It's been my dream ever since I was a kid when I was watching our national team winning many Africa Cup of Nations, and I saw how happy the people in Egypt were celebrating in the streets. I wanted to do the same, play for my country and make the people happy. Reaching the World Cup has been the biggest dream for Egyptians. I knew this. I used to tell my friends I will be part of the team that helped to take Egypt to the World Cup. I loved dreaming about it by myself. Thank God this has become reality after a lot of hard work. I think when we actually travel to Russia, the feeling will be amazing and completely different from now. You're in a group with Russia, Saudi Arabia and Uruguay. How far do you think you can go? Look, it's difficult to expect anything in football. People think our group is easy, but that's not true. There are no easy games, because you don't reach the World Cup if you are a weak team. I don't think our group is easy, but we will be prepared and focused. The players who play in Europe add something extra to the team. The rest play for the biggest clubs in Egypt, so I am sure the manager will help us to be ready mentally and physically for our group matches. I hope we can go further in the tournament, and we will work hard to achieve that. We are not going just to make up the numbers and go home after the group stages. We have the players to go far, and we will fight for it. Is the excitement already building among fans back home? Is there a lot of discussion about it? The excitement for the fans started the day we qualified. Everyone is waiting for it. Some fans have never seen Egypt in a World Cup, so they have been talking about it since. Things like who should be selected, 
who will play where, especially in Egypt, because everyone loves football. Everyone has an opinion, and there are many discussions. This is the case with the fans, but I think the players are not thinking about the World Cup yet. We are focused on our clubs now, because this is an important time of the season. There is so much to play for still, and you can't think about anything else. Arsenal Youth The Arsenal youth teams can't stop scoring as they impress on all fronts. Wednesday, January the 31st. Under-18 Premier League, Chadwell Heath. West Ham United under-18s, 1. Arsenal under-18s, 5. West Ham scorer, Rosa, 14. Arsenal scorers, Balogun, 24th, 45th. Clark, 38, 67. Ocoflex, 82nd. Unbeaten run kept intact in convincing rout of the Hammers. Our under-18s battle back after falling behind in the opening quarter of an hour. Braces for both Balogun and Clark, with Ocoflex making an impact. Flo Balogun and Harry Clark both registered braces, while Armstrong Ocoflex rounded off the scoring late on to secure a convincing victory. The Irons, rock bottom of the table, made a promising start when they opened the scoring. Bernardo Rosa toe-poking the ball in from the edge of the penalty area. We quickly capitalised on an error at the back, allowing Balogun a shot on goal, and a shot which ultimately found the back of the net despite the best efforts of Hammers goalkeeper Daniel Ginadu. Balogun almost immediately added a second, turning with the ball and curling an effort at goal from distance, forcing Ginadu into a spectacular save. Now turning the screw and looking like the much better side, our second goal eventually came when the marauding Clark timed his run to perfection and applied the finishing touch. With the half-time break nearing, we continued to push and managed to find a third in the dying seconds with Balogan bundling home, having met a loose ball in the box. Although the hosts had their moments, we struck again with Clark once more getting on the score sheet by rising highest to head in that corner. With eight minutes remaining, Ocoflex and Balogun combined to set up the former, who poked in to round off what was a thoroughly impressive performance. Arsenal team. Barden, Swanson, Omoli, Dennis, 75, Benson, Aziz, 65, Spencer Adams, Clark, Beckford, Burton, McEniff, 46th, Balagun, Olainka, Ocoflex, sub not used, Virginia. Friday, February the 2nd, FA Youth Cup, 5th round, Bishops Auckland, Middlesbrough under 18s, 2, Arsenal under 18s, 3. Middlesbrough scorers, O'Neill, 43, Hood, 45. Arsenal scorers, Smith Rowe, 10, John Jules, 20, Ballard, 48. Progression to the quarter-final of the FA Youth Cup confirmed. Ballard's close-range finish sealed the victory. Smith Rao and John Jules had given us a two-goal lead. Danny Ballard scored the decisive goal as our under-18s advanced to the quarter-finals of the FA Youth Cup, courtesy of a 3-2 win at Middlesbrough on Friday. In an open and entertaining game, 
early goals from Emile Smith-Rowe and Tyrese John-Jules, the match winner at Liverpool in the previous round, put us firmly in command. To their credit, the hosts battled their way back into the game. Stephen Wian had a shot cleared off the line and Kyan Spence's fierce effort was well saved by Jow Virginia before Tyrone O'Neill converted Stephen Walker's pullback just before half-time. Just three minutes later, Borough were level, and again O'Neill was heavily involved. This time his shot wasn't cleared, allowing Nicholas Hood to score from close range. Those goals before the break had swung the momentum back in the host's favour, but we started the second half on the front foot and quickly regained our advantage. Ballard firing home after a Maisie smith row run, and inviting low cross found our captain at the back post. smith row was excelling, and only Zach Hemming's fine stop prevented him from adding his second goal of the evening. Virginia saved from Spence at the other end, but we looked the more likely to extend our advantage, with Hemming again called into action to save from John Jules and Xavier Amechi shooting inches wide. In the end, those spurned opportunities didn't matter, though we were dealt a late scare when O'Neill sent a late free kick inches wide. Arsenal team. Virginia. Daly Campbell. Thompson. Ballard. Medley. Burton. Smith. Benson, 72. Amechi. John Jules. Coyle. Saka, 79. Smith Rao. Subs not used. Ocon Kuo. Omole. Balogun. Monday, February the 5th, Premier League 2, Meadow Park, Arsenal under-23s 4, Everton under-23s 0. Arsenal scorers, Nicotia 12-62-77, Nelson 26. Nicotia continues impressive scoring form with a hat-trick. Nelson also on the score sheet. 19 goals scored across 5 games following this fixture. An Eddie Nicotier hat-trick and a sublime Reese Nelson goal saw us extend our unbeaten run to six games in all competitions and move to within a point of Premier League 2 leaders Liverpool. Having scored 15 goals in our previous four fixtures, we came into this match at Meadow Park full of confidence and it did not take us long to break the deadlock. With just 12 minutes on the clock, a corner was sent in from the right and Nicotier was unfortunate to see his effort blocked by some last-ditch defending from the visitors. Xavier Amechi showed real composure to pounce on the loose ball, rolling it into the path of Joe Willock, whose shot clipped Nicotier and bounced into the goal. Willock was at the heart of the action once again as we went in search of a second. The young midfielder surged forward and slipped a perfectly weighted ball behind the Everton defence for Nelson to run onto. Matus Helvelt raced out to close the angle, but Nelson simply rolled his foot over the ball to take it past the goalkeeper and slotted into the empty net. We continued to press and probe after the break, and Nicotier bagged his second of the night with a calm finish after being picked out in the area just after the hour mark. The striker has proven himself a goal machine throughout his career to date, and he was not about to be denied a hat-trick, completing the feat by slotting in his third with 77 minutes on the clock, after a fine bit of interplay with Emil Smith-Rowe. Arsenal team. Iliev. Ossetutu. 
Holding, Mavropanos, Bola, Smith Rao, Gilmore, 80th minute, Willock, Dragomir, Nelson, Amiechi, John Jewell, 72, Nicotia, Subs not used, Cato, Medley, Burton. Saturday, February the 10th, under 18s Premier League, Hogwood Park. Reading under 18s 2, Arsenal under 18s 6. Reading scorers, Nevers 20, Stevens 89. Arsenal scorers, Swanson 8 and 71. Balogun 12 and 75. Benson 16, Burton 84. Swanson and Balogun both bag braces. Unbeaten run extends to 13th game. Burton scores after coming off the bench. Zach Swanson and Falarin Balogan both registered braces as an emphatic victory over Reading saw our under-18s extend their unbeaten run to 13 matches. In a dress rehearsal for our upcoming FA Youth Cup quarter-final, we went in front when Swanson volleyed James Oleinka's cross into the far side of goal. We doubled our advantage soon after, with Balogan turning home from close range after Danny Ballard had nodded down Matt Smith's inviting corner. Things would get even better just after the quarter-hour mark. Josh Benson was picked out on the edge of the area by Toby Omole's long throw, and after being afforded time to shoot, the midfielder fizzed a low strike into the bottom corner. Thierry Nevers pulled one back for the hosts after a jinking solo run, but we restored our three-goal advantage just after the midway point in the second half, with Swanson tapping home his second after fine Balogan build-up play. Balogan then added his second, finishing clinically after beating the offside trap, and substitute Robbie Burton completed the scoring six minutes before full-time, guiding a low shot into the far corner. Arsenal team. Virginia, Clark, Ballard, Spencer Adams, 78th minute. Medley, Omoli, Smith, Benson, McEniff, Burton, 66. Oleinka, Beckford, 75. Swanson, Balogan. Subs not used. Barden, Thompson. Words, Connor Armstrong. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Young Gun, the next generation, in their own words. Daniel Barden, born January second, two thousand one. Height and weight: one hundred ninety-seven centimeters, eighty-two kilograms. School: Finchley Catholic High School. Joined under eights. Position: Goalkeeper. Boots: Puma Evo Powers. It felt so good to eventually make my debut for the under eighteens. The five-one victory over West Ham was good. And put us even closer to the top of the league. I didn't have a great deal to do in the game and had to concentrate intensely and be ready to come out for crosses or even just back passes. Every keeper likes to be involved and make lots of saves, but the most important thing is winning. And if you keep a clean sheet with very little to do, then that's a good day's work. I've had to be patient and I've concentrated on working hard in training. And trying to improve my overall game. Since joining as a full-time scholar, the big advantage has been that we can work more intensely on areas specific to goalkeeping. I've also benefited from training with Petra Cech and David Ospina, and seeing what techniques they use and how they use their experience to do things so quickly and smoothly. I watch a lot of videos of keepers and try to learn from the likes of Peter Schmeichel. And others who used different styles. I'm working on learning a range of techniques, not only for shot stopping, one on ones, or taking crosses, but for distribution of the ball, so that you can pick the best and most efficient option for the circumstances that I am in. I'm also working on developing my power, especially in my legs, so I can gain even greater heights when coming for crosses. I'm already. Six feet five tall, and at seventeen years of age, I reckon I'm still growing. I've always been much taller than most players, and it's the case that in the past I've not needed to jump too high to claim the ball when coming for crosses. But as players I play against get taller and more physical, it's necessary to use every advantage I have to the maximum, and that is why I am doing a lot of power work. I was spotted by Arsenal when I was eight. I'd always wanted to be a keeper, not only because of my height, but also because I enjoyed shot stopping and diving around. I joined a local under eight team called Armonia, and I'd only played three games for them when my parents were approached by an Arsenal scout who invited me to train at Hale End. I was then signed for Arsenal under nines. And as a Gunners fan, it was a big thrill for me. The highlight for me so far has been playing for Arsenal at Wembley, when we won the Knights Trophy. This was at under 14 level, and we beat Reading in the final. That was a good day. So too was when my dad told me he'd received a call saying that I was to become a scholar. That was pretty special. What I'm aiming for now is to work as hard as I can to improve. As much as possible, and play as many games as I can for the under 18s between now and the end of the season. It's important to ap- apply in games what I've learnt and developed in training. We play Östersunds tonight, and after the three-nil win in Sweden, I would expect there will be quite a few of the younger players getting an opportunity. 
The manager clearly trusts them and it's a very good opportunity for those lads to develop their experience. The lowdown. Who has been the biggest influence on your career? My parents. What's the biggest aspect of your game? Shot stopping. And what do you still need to work on? Communication. Which team did you support as a boy? Arsenal. What's been the greatest moment in your career so far? Signing my contract at Arsenal. Aside from PE, which was your best subject at school? Biology. Which current player would you most like to play against? Lacazette. Or non-Arsenal, it would be Ronaldo. What's your most valued possession? My first pair of boots. What other sports are you good at? Basketball. If you could score any goal, which would it be? Maradona against England when he dribbles around the whole team, not the other one. You choose. Nando's or KFC? Nando's. Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Champions League or World Cup? Champions League, Stormzy or Jay Huss, Jay Huss. Instagram or Snapchat, Snapchat. Home Kit or Away Kit, Away Kit. Netflix or Amazon Prime, Netflix. Sliders or Flip Flops, Sliders. Long Range Gold or Dribble Through the Team, Dribble Through the Team. Beach Holiday or City Break, Beach Holiday. 40 Meters or 400 Meters, 40 Meters. Early mornings or late nights. Late nights. Anatomy of Arsenal Academy. Left foot. Nathan Tormey. Skills. Reese Nelson. Heading. Mark McGuinness. Commitment. Harry Clark. Strength. Vontae Daly Campbell. Trainer. Danny Ballard. Vision. Matt Smith. Right foot. Robbie Burton. Action. Ostersunds versus Arsenal, Thursday, February the 15th, 2018, Europa League round of 32, first leg, game number 41, venue, Yamcraft Arena, referee, David Jose Hernandez Boabalan, attendance, 9,165, away fans, 1,500, Ostersunds, nil, Arsenal, three, Playing for Oster Sons was 1. Kita, 24. Mukibi, 4. Papagianopoulos, 2. Peterson, 23. Mensah, 17. Edwards, 22. Nuri, substituted in the 46th minute, 12. Sema, 19. Widgren, substituted in the 73rd minute, 93. Godos, 9. Giro, substituted in the 46th minute. Substitutes were 3. Teki, who came on in the 46th minute. 6. Bergfist, who came on in the 73rd minute. 10. Aish. 18. Anderson. 77. Sunbury. 8. Hopcut, who came on in the 46th minute. And 99. Islamovic. Match stats. Total shots 10. Shots on target 5. Corners 3. Offside 1. Fouls 9. Possession 39%. The scorers for Arsenal were Monreal in the 13th minute, 
Papa Giannopoulos in the 24th minute with an own goal, and Ozil in the 58th minute. Playing were 13 Ospina, 24 Bellerin, 21 Chambers, 20 Mustafi, 18 Monreal, who was substituted in the 73rd minute, 30 Maitland-Niles, 35 Olnany, 17 Iwobi, 11 Ozil, 77 Mkhitaryan, who was substituted in the 84th minute, and 23 Welbeck, who was substituted in the 83rd minute. Substitutes were 54 Macy, 69 Willock, 29 Shaka, 31 Kosalinak, who came on in the 73rd minute, 61 Nelson, who came on in the 84th minute, 16 Holding, and 62 Nkitia, who came on in the 83rd minute. The stats were total shots 17, shots on target 6, corners 2, offsides 3, fouls 5, possession 61%. Man of the match was Masut Ozil. Match facts. Arsenal are unbeaten in 8 away games in European competition against Scandinavian opposition. 1-6, drawn 2. Nacho Monreal has been directly involved in 5 goals in his last 6 games in all competitions. 3 goals, 2 assists. Arsenal have won the first leg in the knockout stages of a European fixture for the first time since February 2011. First half. In sub-zero temperatures, on an artificial playing surface, Arsenal took the game to their Swedish hosts from the first whistle. Kostasuns were sitting deep and it was no surprise when the opening goal came. Nacho Monreal was in the right place to poke home a loose ball for his fifth goal of the season. Henrik Makatarian crossed from the right to force an own goal off Soteris Papagianopoulos with Danny Welbeck lurking. The Swedes then began to create openings of their own, but David Ospina stood firm in the Gunners' goal. Second half. Masut Ozil swapped passes with Mkhitaryan before gliding into the area to extend our lead on the hour mark. The destiny of the tie was now in our hands, but Ostersunds in their first ever European campaign kept battling and so nearly scored a goal of their own late on. Hector Bellerin brought down Tesfalda Tekir in the area during stoppage time. Tom Patterson took the spot kick but Ospina dived the right way to preserve the clean sheet and ensure we take a healthy advantage into tonight's second leg at Emirates Stadium. There are seven photographs with this report, plus one under the scoreline. The full-page photograph has the caption, David Ospina ensures a clean sheet with a late penalty save from Tom Patterson. The six photographs on the last page have the captions clockwise from top left Nacho Monreal opens the scoring. Congratulating Nacho is becoming a habit. Henrik Mkhitaryan surges forward. Danny Welbeck ahead of his man. Mesut Ozil wraps up the game. Reese Nelson impressed late on. Club Culture Tralee and North Kerry Fundraiser Arsenal Tralee and Arsenal North Kerry recently got together for an event to raise funds for a local charity called Kerry Cancer Buslink, which travels to a hospital that specialises in cancer treatment in neighbouring County Cork seven days a week, transporting people who are receiving treatment for the disease. 
The group had two separate draws among members of both clubs for two signed Arsenal jerseys, kindly provided by the club. Not only that, local GAA Gaelic football legend Kieran Donaghy made the draw. The clubs raised just over £1,000 and donated the cheque to the delighted charity, who sent a lovely letter in response, thanking both the supporters' clubs and the football club as a whole. Tralee and North Kerry hope to run a similar competition before the end of the season. Worth the long journey Joe Price from Arsenal Australia sent us this letter concerning the supporters' club's visit to London last month. It was with great anticipation and excitement that members from Arsenal Australia Supporters Club arrived at Emirates on January the 3rd for the Chelsea match. The lucky visitors were invited to enjoy some VIP attention prior to the match, as this was to be our match day special, which Arsenal offer to premium-graded supporters clubs once a season. After collecting our match tickets, we received special guest badges and individually named programmes to jealous glances from other fans as we were led through to the players' entrance. Once inside, Garnosaurus was waiting to welcome us with open arms, much to the delight of the younger members. The opportunity to then see Arsene Wenger and the players arrive was one of the highlights of the evening. The players already had their game faces on as they walked into the dressing rooms. Our London rivals coach then arrived, and we all laughed as we exchanged pleasantries with Sesk. We were then ushered inside for a special picture with Gunnosaurus and the mighty Arsenal crest, before using our supporters' club discount to buy big in the armoury. The match was a thrilling one, resulting in a hard-fought 2-2 draw. It was especially good to see Jack back on the score sheet, as well as that last-minute equaliser from Hector. The noise at the end of the match was incredible from the fans. On behalf of the supporters' club, we cannot thank everyone at Arsenal enough for making it such a memorable occasion. For more info, please visit www.arsenal.com slash supportersclubs slash setting hyphen up hyphen your hyphen own hyphen club. Kitman, sweet moment for waffle. OFK Kitman's dream date. Our trip to Ostersunds in the first leg of this tie was a special event for the whole town. It was the first time they had ever hosted English opposition at the 9,000 capacity Yamcraft Arena. And for their kitman, affectionately known as Waffle, it was an even more memorable occasion as it gave him the chance to watch his first love live in the flesh. Waffle, real name Bengt Uno Nilsson, has been an Arsenal fan since visiting Highbury for a match against Stoke back in 1979, yet he never expected to see them come head-to-head with the team he now works for. I've been an Arsenal fan since I was 10 years old, that's 50 years now, so this is very special, Waffle told us in Sweden before the first leg. I started out in football when I was about 16, in a little village side, then came to Ostersunds in 2004. I never thought we would ever be in European football. But although I'm Swedish, I have supported Arsenal since I made a trip there for a game in 1979. 
It was nil-nil, and I recall we were not allowed off the bus afterwards because there was fighting. But ever since I have loved Arsenal. Waffle has never had the chance to visit Emirates Stadium, and when we spoke to him last Thursday, he wasn't certain to be on the trip with the rest of the team. I'm not really one for travelling, he told us, but for this game I would love to change that. I don't know if I will be needed yet. There is work to do here in Sweden, but I hope to be in London for the second leg. I would love that. When the draw was made, I told everyone we would be playing Arsenal. I knew it. I have to make a decision whether it's Arsenal or OFK, and for this one, I have to choose OFK. This is the biggest thing in the club's history. It's marvellous. Everyone is talking about us. It's a dream. One of our players, Ronald Mukibi, is also an Arsenal fan, and we always talk about Arsenal every weekend, and we watch every game we can. For the past few weeks, everywhere you go in the town, people are talking about this game. People I have never seen before have been saying to me, can I get a hug? We have got journalists from all over the world covering this game. Everyone is looking at us. It's great for us. Words by Josh James. Arsenal Women Arsenal narrowly beat Millwall in the FA Cup and are then drawn against another famous South London side. Sunday, February the 18th, 2018. Women's FA Cup, Meadow Park. Arsenal 1, Mead 32, Millwall 0. A solitary goal from Beth Mead was enough to see off the challenge of Millwall and seal our progress to the quarter-final of the Women's FA Cup. Joe Montemuro's team came into the game off the back of a confidence-boosting 4-0 win against Yeovil Town and kept another clean sheet this time out. After a slow start, the game burst into life after the opening 15 minutes. Dan Carter couldn't quite steer home across from Lisa Evans before Carter went close once more when her strike deflected over the crossbar. Jordan Nobbs spotted Louise Quinn from the corner that followed, but the Irish defender nodded narrowly wide. Ellie Mason tried her luck from distance for the visitors, but Anna Morehouse was largely untroubled. The game's only goal came in the 32nd minute, when Mead turned away from her marker before clipping the ball past Sarah Quantrill in the Millwall goal. The second half was uneventful, other than a Heather O'Reilly saved by Quantrill. However, the highlight came with 16 minutes left on the clock, when Kim Little took to the pitch in an Arsenal shirt for the first time since rupturing her anterior cruciate ligament last May. The midfielder was immediately in the thick of the action, sending over a pinpoint cross for Mead, whose header was deflected behind. Arsenal Morehouse, Evans, Quinn, Mitchell, McCabe, Nobbs, Janssen, O'Reilly, van der Donk, Carter, substituted with Little in the 74th minute, Mead. Subs not used, van Wienendal, Scott, James, Kuchen. Little's big numbers. Kim Little's appearance on Sunday was her 148th across her two spells with the Gunners. A number of current players have played more times, 
Alex Scott, 311, Dan Carter, 165, and Jordan Nobbs, 158. But no one in the current squad comes close to Kim's remarkable goal tally of 109. That's some ratio, Kim. We can't wait for the next one. Sister clubs have a ball. A number of our sister clubs were at the game on Sunday, including Bridgewater School in Hertfordshire and Cambridge City Girls and Ladies FC. It was a first-ever football match for some of the girls. We hope you all had a fantastic time. It's Charlton in the FA Cup. The draw for the quarter-finals of the FA Cup has pitted the Gunners against a side who regularly challenged for the leading honours in women's football, including taking on the Gunners in a couple of cup finals. Arsenal will host Charlton Athletic Women in a match that is scheduled to take place on Sunday, March the 18th. Fans will remember some epic FA Cup battles between the two teams, not least when we beat our London rivals in the 2004 and 2007 finals. The earlier final saw legendary Scottish striker Julie Fleeting score a hat-trick in our 3-0 win at Loftus Road. Three years later, the final was played at the city ground, and a record crowd of 24,529 watched Vic Akers' team claim the trophy once again with a 4-1 victory, though Charlton had gone ahead after just two minutes. Two of Arsenal's all-time greatest players both bagged a brace, namely Kelly Smith and Jane Ludlow. The full quarter-final draw is as follows. Sunderland versus Manchester City. Liverpool versus Chelsea. Arsenal versus Charlton Athletic. Durham versus Everton. WSL fixture list 2017 to 18. Sunday, September the 24th, Birmingham City, WSL 3-2. Home game. Sunday, October the 1st, Manchester City, WSL 2-5. Sunday, October the 8th, Bristol City. WSL 1-1, home game. Thursday, October the 12th, London Bees, CC, 7-0, home game. Sunday, October the 29th, Everton, WSL 2-0. Wednesday, November the 1st, Millwall Lionesses, CC, 5-2. Sunday, November the 5th, Reading, CC, 1-2, home game. Sunday, November the 12th, Sunderland, WSL, 3-0, home game. Thursday, November the 16th, Watford, CC, 6-0. Sunday, December the 17th, Sunderland, CCQF, 3-1. Sunday, January the 7th, Chelsea, WSL, 2-3. Sunday, January the 14th, Reading, CC, SF, 3-2. Sunday, January the 28th, Reading, WSL, 0-0. Sunday, February the 4th, Yeovil Town, FAC, R4, 3-0. Wednesday, February the 7th, Liverpool, WSL, 3-0. Sunday, February the 11th, Yeovil Town, WSL, 4-0, home game. Sunday, February the 18th, Millwall, FAC, R5, 1-0, home game. Friday, February the 23rd, Everton, WSL, 7.30, home game. Wednesday, March the 14th, Manchester City, CCF, 7 o'clock. 
Sunday, March the 18th, Charlton Athletic, FAC, QF, TBA, home game. Sunday, March the 25th, Sunderland, WSL, 12 o'clock. Wednesday, March the 28th, Liverpool, WSL, 7 o'clock. Sunday, April the 1st, Chelsea, WSL, 2 o'clock, home game. Sunday, April the 15th, TBA, FAC, SF, TBA. Thursday, April the 19th, Reading, WSL, 7.30, home game. Saturday, April the 21st, Yeovil Town, WSL, 3 o'clock. Sunday, April the 29th, Birmingham City, WSL, 2 o'clock. Saturday, May the 5th, TBA, FAC, F, TBA. Sunday, May the 13th, Manchester City, WSL, 2 o'clock, home game. Sunday, May the 20th, Bristol City, WSL, 12 o'clock. Match action. Arsenal v Everton. Saturday, February 3rd, 2018. Premier League, game number 39. Arsenal 5, Everton 1. Venue, Emirates Stadium. Referee, Neil Swarbrick. Attendance, 59,306. Match stats. Total shots, Arsenal 15, Everton 10. Shots on target, Arsenal 7, Everton 2. Corners, Arsenal 4, Everton 6. Offsides, Arsenal 1, Everton 3. Fouls. Arsenal 8, Everton 8. Possession. Arsenal 58%, Everton 42%. Match facts. Arsenal versus Everton is the highest scoring fixture in Premier League history. 151 goals. Aaron Ramsey became the 20th player to score a Premier League hat-trick for Arsenal. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang became the 8th player to score on his first ever Premier League appearance for Arsenal. Man of the match, Henrik Mkhitaryan. Arsenal scorers, Ramsey in the 6th, 19th and 74th minute. Kozilny, 14th minute, Aubameyang, 37th minute. Name, Czech. Number 33, substituted 70th minute. Bellerin, number 24. Kozilny, number 6. Mustafi, number 20. Monreal, number 18, substituted 46th minute. Ramsey, number 8, substituted 75th minute. Zaka, number 29. Mkhitaryan, number 7. Ozil, number 11. Iwobi, number 17. Aubameyang, number 14. Substitutes. Ospina, number 13, brought on 70th minute. Elneny, number 35. Chambers, number 21. Maitland-Niles, number 30. Kolasinac, number 31, brought on 46th minute. Wilshire, number 10, brought on 75th minute. Lacazette, Number 9. Everton scorers 
Calvert-Lewin in the 64th minute. Name, Pickford, number one. Keane, number four. Substituted, 46th minute. Williams, number five. Mangala, number 13. Kenny, number 43. Schneiderlin, number two. Goey, number 17. Martina, number 15. Walcott, number 11. Substituted, 61st minute. Niassi, number 19. Substituted, 78th minute. Bolassi, number 7. Substitutes, Joel, number 33. Rooney, number 10. And what do you still need to work on? Communication. Which team did you support as a boy? Arsenal. What's been the greatest moment in your career so far? Signing my contract at Arsenal. Aside from PE, which was your best subject at school? Biology. Which current player would you most like to play against? Lacazette. Or non-Arsenal, it would be Ronaldo. What's your most valued possession? My first pair of boots. What other sports are you good at? Basketball. If you could score any goal, which would it be? Maradona against England when he dribbles around the whole team, not the other one. You choose. Nando's or KFC? Nando's. Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Champions League or World Cup? Champions League. Stormzy or Jay Huss? Jay Huss. Instagram or Snapchat? Snapchat. Home kit or away kit? Away kit. Netflix or Amazon Prime? Netflix. Sliders or flip flops? Sliders. Long range gold or dribble through the team? Dribble through the team. Beach holiday or city break? Beach holiday. 40 metres or 400 metres? 40 metres. Early mornings or late nights? Late nights. Anatomy of Arsenal Academy. Left foot. Nathan Tormey. Skills. Reese Nelson. Heading. Mark McGuinness. Commitment. Harry Clark. Strength. Vonte Daly Campbell. Trainer. Danny Ballard. Vision. Matt Smith. Right foot. Robbie Burton. The visitors, Ostersunds. Ostersunds have enjoyed a sensational rise to prominence in recent years. By Mike Hammond. This evening's visit to Emirates Stadium is just the latest chapter in a rags to riches fairy tale for the team from central Sweden, who did not come into existence until 22 years ago, just after Arsene Wenger took over as Arsenal manager and were operating in their country's fourth tier as recently as 2011. Up until this decade, the club were little known even within Sweden, let alone outside it. But now they are the toast of the nation, largely thanks to the efforts of an unheralded Englishman, the head coach Graham Potter. Since the Solihull-born former England under-21 midfielder arrived in December 2010, Ostersunds have been on a continuous rise. He led the club to back-to-back promotions in his first two seasons, as they reached the Super Etan, Sweden's second tier, for the first time. After three years at that level, they won promotion to the Osvenskan, 
holding their own to finish eighth and winning their first major trophy, the 2016-17 Swedish Cup, thanks to a 4-1 victory over IFK Norrköping in the final. That famous win in April last year, the climax to a campaign in which Sunds played seven cup games and won them all, heralded an even better league season in 2017, with Potter's men finishing fifth, just 14 points adrift of champions Malmö. That campaign coincided with the club's first taste of European football, but when they were drawn against Turkish giants Galatasaray in the second qualifying round of the Europa League, the consensus was that their maiden continental adventure would be short and sweet. Ostersunds had other ideas. Not only did they beat their visitors from Istanbul 2-0 at home, they even opened the scoring away before sealing a 3-1 aggregate win. That would be just the start of a magical European journey for the team. Fola Esch of Luxembourg were defeated home 1-0 and away 2-1 in the third qualifying round before Ostersunds showed their powers of recovery in eliminating top Greek side PAOK on the away goals rule after responding to a 3-1 reverse in Salonika with another 2-0 win at the Jamdkraft Arena. That took them into the Europa League group stage, where they upped their game still further, registering 11 points in their six matches against Zoria Luhansk, 2-0 home and away, Hertha Berlin, 1-0 at home, 1-1 away, and Athletic Bilbao, 2-2 at home, 0-1 away, to qualify with a game to spare. Being pitted against Arsenal was a dream draw for Ostersunds, and although they were well beaten at home on their artificial pitch in the Winter City last week, Perhaps unsurprisingly, as their domestic season does not start until April, tonight's visit to North London will provide the club and its followers, expected to number around 5,000, with more memories to treasure from their remarkable European journey. Did you know? Ostersunds have only ever won one cup competition. They won the Svenska Kuppen in 2017. Manager Graham Potter is not the first Brit to manage the club, Neil MacDonald was their manager back in 2007. Madhu Barrow, who played for Swansea City in the Premier League and is currently plying his trade at Reading, was the club's player of the year two seasons ago. Extra info. 1. Until Arsenal visited the Amcraft Arena last week, the biggest crowd there was for the Swedish Cup final, when 8,369 packed into the Amcraft. The visit of Arsenal featured 796 more in attendance, with a record 9,165. 2. On their way to winning the cup final, Ostersunds beat Hammerby, Varberis and Nyshopings in the group stage. Tralibori were then dispatched 4-1 in the quarterfinals, followed by Bromma Poikana 4-0 in the semis. The famous 4-1 final victory of a Norshopping came courtesy of goals from Samuel Mensah, Hossam Aish, Alhaji Gero and Saman Godos. The run. Arsenal have scored the last nine goals in home Europa League matches, three against Cologne and six against Bate Borisov. Arsenal's all-time record in European competition. Played 286, won 145, drawn 62, lost 79, 
Goals for 488. Goals against 295. In the words of Arsene Wenger, the glare has never been stronger. So we asked the Arsenal stars about pressure situations on and off the pitch. Pressure points. Skodran Mustafi. In which Arsenal match did you feel under the most pressure? There have been a lot. Sometimes good pressure, sometimes bad pressure. But the game with the greatest pressure, it's hard to choose. Just one, probably my debut. In which non-Arsenal game did you feel most pressure? The game with the most pressure was my first match in the World Cup. I got called up pretty late, so it was like my first official match as well for the national team, and straight away in the World Cup opening game, so that was a game with a lot of pressure. Are you someone who needs to feel a bit of pressure to perform? I like pressure. I think it kind of gets more out of you. When you don't have pressure, you might think things are easy, and you don't give 100%, even if you want to. Pressure automatically makes you give 100%. What techniques do you have to alleviate pressure before a game? In my head, I go through what is expected of me, and how I'm going to deal with different situations. What is the most pressurised part of a match day for you? For me, it's the first five minutes of a game. Then you get the rhythm of the game, and after that you are in the game, and you don't think too much about pressure. Arsenal are winning a cup final 1-0 with five minutes to go, but you are unable to play, watching at home. How stressed would you be? Would you be able to watch? Those are the worst ones, when you are at home and can't do anything. I would probably watch it, but at times like this my hands get cold and sweaty. It's a bad feeling. We have a penalty to win a cup final in the last minute. Who do you want to take it? We have a few good takers, but I think I would let Lacquer take it. It's a penalty shootout. Do you put yourself forward for the first five? Nope, I'm a defender. Leave that to the forwards. I've never taken a penalty in a game. Are there any stadiums where you line up that you feel particularly under pressure? When I played at Atletico Madrid for Valencia in their old stadium, that was not the nicest place to play an away game, but also the final of the World Cup. I didn't play, but from the bench it was a really big atmosphere. It was in Brazil against Argentina and was really loud. It was a difficult experience on the bench. It seemed like a dream because it was only a few months before that that I had been called up. Everything went so quick. I didn't really realise what was going on. Which people watching in the crowd make you feel under pressure, now or when you are younger? To be honest, I am not someone who thinks too much about that. Maybe because I have always played in different countries and my parents and family were not always at the games. But even if they were there, I didn't think too much about it. Your agent says there's a small speaking role in a blockbuster new film. Would you take it? Yeah, I like different challenges like that. I would be happy to do it. It's your driving test again. Would you pass it? The driving part, yes. The theory, I don't know. You are told you have to car share with one teammate. Who's your nightmare driver? Mo Elneny. He's not the best driver. You're on I'm a Celebrity. What kind of challenges would you fear the most? I hope I would never end up on that because it's not my thing at all. 
You move clubs to a country which speaks a different language and you're told you have three months before you have to do interviews. How would you cope? OK, I've done that before. I speak Spanish and Italian. So if I had to move to France, for example, it shouldn't be too hard to learn French. You're in a karaoke bar and it's your turn to sing. What do you choose? I would choose a German rap song. You've moved to a new house and need to put up some shelves. Could you do it? Yes, I would do it myself. I don't like too many people in my house, so I would try it. I could do it because I have moved house so many times already. You've done something wrong. Who is the last person in the world you would want to tell you off? My mum. Not because of the telling off, but because of the disappointment. You're stranded on a desert island. Can you build a shelter? Can you find food? Good question. I think so, but until you're in the situation, you never know. You've lost your phone and been told you can't have a replacement for three days. How would you cope? I would spend the time with my baby daughter, so it would be good. I'd do that anyway. It's the thing I enjoy the most. You have dinner guests arriving in 30 minutes and nothing's prepared. Could you cook a meal? If it's something easy, then yes, like pasta, for example. No problem. And everyone would have to eat the same. I'm only cooking one dish. I would do a nice pasta pomodoro with a bit of mozzarella. Perfect. You have been told you have a year to learn another sport and play it professionally. Could you? That would be a nice challenge. So I think I would be really motivated to do it. So yes, I think I could. I would choose tennis. My last choice would be golf. You have been asked to be a best man at a wedding. How would you feel about making the speech? I'm bad at things like that. I don't think I could do it. Could you ski or snowboard down a mountain if needed? I would give it a try. I've never done it before, but I would try. You're looking after a baby and have to change a nappy, can you? Yes, I've done it so many times now. I'm a professional. Match Action Tottenham v Arsenal Saturday, February 10th, 2018 12.30 Premier League Game number 40 Tottenham Hotspur 1 Arsenal 0 Venue Wembley Stadium Referee Anthony Taylor Attendance 83,222 Away fans 3,000 Match Stats Total shots, Tottenham 18, Arsenal 6. Shots on target, Tottenham 6, Arsenal 1. Corners, Tottenham 10, Arsenal 2. Offsides, Tottenham 1, Arsenal 6. Fouls, Tottenham 13, Arsenal 9. Possession, Tottenham 50%. Arsenal, 50%. Match facts. Spurs keep a clean sheet in consecutive home league games against Arsenal for the first time since September 1975. Arsenal's run of 10 consecutive wins at Wembley comes to an end. Arsenal's longest run with a Premier League clean sheet, nine games since a run of 11, ending in February 2002. Man of the match, Petra Cech.
Tottenham Hotspur scorers Kane, 49th minute. Number 1, Lloris. Number 2, Trippier. Number 6, Sanchez. Number 15, Vertonghen. Number 33, Davies. Number 15, Dia. Number 19, Dembele. Number 23, Eriksson. Number 20, Ali. Substituted 85th minute. Number 7, Son Hyung Min. Substituted 70th minute. Number 10, Kane. Substitutes. 13, Vorm. 11, Lamella. Brought on 70th minute. Number 3, Rose. 24, Aurier. Number 12, Vanyama. Brought on 85th minute. Number 17, Sissoko. Number 27, Lucas Moura. Arsenal. Number 33, Czech. Number 24, Bellerin. Number 18, Monreal. Number 6, Kozilny. Number 20, Mustafi. Number 10, Wilshire. Number 29, Zaka. Substituted 86th minute. Number 35, Elneny. Substituted 65th minute. Number 14, Aubameyang. Number 7, Mkhitaryan. Substituted 65th minute. Number 11, Ozil. Substitutes. 30, Maitland-Niles. 13, Ospina. 9, Lacazette. Brought on 65th minute. 31, Kolesinak. 17, Iwobi. Brought on 65th minute. 23, Welbeck. Brought on 86th minute. Number 21, Chambers. First half. The first half was a fairly low-key affair for a North London derby. After nine minutes, Shikoja Mustafi produced a crucial challenge on Harry Kane when the striker was through on goal. The Gunners then thought they were in, but Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang was flagged offside after a defence-splitting ball from Jack Wilshere. Kane then headed over Petrocek's bar after a Christian Eriksen corner and the half ended with Hector Bellerin shooting wide of Hugo Lloris's goal after finding himself free on the right. Second half. The half was only four minutes old when Kane opened the scoring for Tottenham. The striker buried a header from a Ben Davies cross. The home team were in the ascendancy and Kane immediately headed another good chance wide. Czech then tipped an Eriksen free kick over the crossbar. Arsenal's first stiff of gold came on 68 minutes when Lloris saved a well-struck Jack Wilshere effort. Eric Lamella then shot wide when well-placed, but in the dying moments, substitute Alexandre Lacazette had two chances. First volleying over before shooting narrowly wide when one-on-one with Lloris. That sums it all up. 20 years since Arsene Wenger's team won Arsenal's second double, the Matchday programme recalls the stories that surrounded the 1997-98 season. By Jem Maidment. By the start of February, it was clear that Arsenal had turned a corner. January had ended with a seventh win in eight games, 3-0 at home to Southampton, and importantly, skipper Tony Adams was back to drive his teammates on after a spell on the sidelines. 
There had been an eight-day gap until their next match on February the 8th, when second-place Chelsea visited Highbury for the second time in less than a fortnight, following on from Arsenal's 2-1 home win over the Blues in the first leg of their Coca-Cola Cup semi-final. With Patrick Vieira suspended, young gunner Stephen Hughes was chosen to partner Emmanuel Pettit in midfield. Arsene Wenger said beforehand, Stephen is improving with every game as he comes accustomed to this level of competition. He works hard and gives us options. The youngster didn't disappoint, scoring both goals in a 2-0 victory. Hughes first came in the opening stages when he rifled home from the edge of the box before he added a decisive second just before the break when he headed home from virtually on the goal line. With Manchester United only managing a draw with Bolton, and Liverpool and Blackburn both losing at home, the Gunners were making up ground fast. Wenger commented, who described the victory over Chelsea as crucial, If you'd have forecast the United, Liverpool and Blackburn scores on Friday, people would have said you were crazy. Off the pitch, Arsenal's new website hosted its first-ever chat forum, with long-serving defender Lee Dixon, 34, the following month, answering fans' questions and revealing he was planning to take up an option to extend his ten-year stay with the club. His veteran teammates, Nigel Winterburn, 34, and Steve Bould, 35, continuing to defy the odds despite their advancing years, also signed contract extensions with the club. Quipped Adams, the place wouldn't be the same without them. Wenger couldn't have been happier to keep the old guard together. He said, I always expect the best from players. They are great professionals. They have been very consistent this season, even in the bad periods. What really pleases me is that they wanted to stay and play for Arsenal. They're like good French wine. They get better with age. The following Sunday, the focus returned to the FA Cup when Crystal Palace were the visitors to Highbury for a fifth-round tie. Adams was starting a two-match suspension, but most of the play was in the Palace area as Arsenal dominated without scoring. The tie made miserable Sunday afternoon viewing for the large TV audience as a resolute Eagles defence did enough to earn Steve Coppel's side a replay. The replay would be in ten days' time, shortly after Palace's impending visit to Highbury on league duty. The domestic treble was, of course, still on, Arsenal travelled to Chelsea the following Wednesday for the second leg of their Coca-Cola Cup semi-final, holding on to a slender 2-1 advantage from the first leg. But Dennis Bergkamp, for one, was wary as they prepared to head to West London. We can't take anything for granted on Wednesday. I know we have beaten them three times already this season, but that might work against us. They, Chelsea may have the feeling that they need to get at least one right, warned the Dutch striker. Chelsea, though, appeared to be a club in turmoil after manager Ruud Gullet's shock-sacking just days before. His replacement, striker Gianluca Viali, who had been one of Gullet's first signings, seemed a strange choice with no managerial experience. But Burkamp's concerns were well-founded as Chelsea finally got the better of their North London rivals at the fourth time of asking, winning 3-1 on the night to take the tie 3-2 on aggregate. Goals from Mark Hughes, Roberto Di Matteo and Dan Petrescu 
put the Blues well in command, with Arsenal's cause not being helped when Patrick Vieira saw red for two bookings, the second booking appearing to be particularly harsh. A late Dennis Bergkamp penalty set up a grandstand finish, but despite one or two heart-in-the-mouth moments, Chelsea held on for a Wembley date with Middlesbrough on March the 29th. Staggeringly, it was Chelsea's first cup win over the Gunners since Arsenal's move from South to North London nearly 85 years previously. Arsenal had to bounce back from their disappointment with another London derby as Crystal Palace returned to Highbury in the Premiership. Injuries and suspensions were piling up while Mark Overmars missed the game as he was called up for international duty with the Netherlands. Ian Wright was confirmed out for at least another month after a knee operation, while David Seaman, finger, Steve Bould, arm, Ray Parler, hamstring, Winterburn, groin, Tony Adams and Christopher Ree, both suspended, were all still missing. A patched-up Arsenal, with local lad Paolo Venazza making his first start of the season, and Portuguese Louis Bermota up front, just managed to scrape a 1-0 win over the Eagles. Gillis Grimandi, who had passed a late fitness test, was the unlikely match winner on 49 minutes when he brilliantly hooked a volley over his shoulder and into the far corner to seal all three points. This proved a particularly vital win after defeats for both Blackburn and Chelsea saw the Gunners rise to second place and still with two games in hand over stuttering leaders Manchester United who were nine points clear, but with their lead gradually eroding. Significantly, Arsenal still had to travel to United later in the season. The Gunners ended February with a win four days later, as they met Palace for the third time in ten days at Salhurst Park for their fifth-round FA Cup replay. Nicholas Anelka gave Arsenal a second-minute lead, before Dennis Bergkamp added a second before the half-hour mark. Bruce Dyer pulled back a goal minutes later for the Eagles, but Arsenal edged a blood and thunder tie to progress to the last eight. As February, which had been a month of London derbies, turned to March, an injury-ravaged Gunners were, somehow, still in contention for the double. The momentum was clearly with Arsenal. Arsenal first-team squad 1997-98. 1. David Seaman. 2. Lee Dixon. 3. Nigel Winterburn 4. Patrick Vieira 5. Steve Bould 6. Tony Adams 7. David Platt 8. Ian Wright 9. Nicholas Anelka 10. Dennis Bergkamp 11. Mark Overmars 12. Christopher Ray 13. Alex Manninger 14. Martin Keown 15. Ray Parler 17. Emmanuel Pettit 18. Gillis Grimandi 19. Remy Garde 20. Matthew Upson, 21. Louis Beaumorte, 22. Ian Sully, 23. Alberto Mendes, 25. Scott Marshall, 26. Vince Bartram, 27. Paul Shaw, 28. Stephen Hughes, 29. Glenn Helder, 30. Gavin McGowan, 31. Chris Kiwomia, 32. Isaiah Rankin, 33. Michael Black, and 34. Jason Crow. Arsenal Foundation, my story. The Arsenal Foundation has helped fund Andover Youth Space, a weekly youth club for local children. 
Callum, 14, is just one of the youngsters who has benefited. I live locally with my mum, dad and brother. I enjoy being out with friends and riding my bike. But, if I'm honest, I think I struggled with self-confidence before discovering Andover Youth Space. In that sense, it's helped to change my life. I found out about it from Lizzie, who's one of the youth leaders at the club, and also the mum of one of my friends. She encouraged me to come along and introduced me to the others when I did. At the time, I thought it would be something to get me off the streets and give me something to do, as well as an opportunity to push myself to meet new people. The youth club runs every Friday night during term time, and there's lots going on. The first time I went, I met lots of new people, and it was a lot to take in at first. But I also played table tennis and pool, and that helped me to relax and just chill and listen to music with the others. Over time, I settled in and learned how to make new friends, which isn't always easy. Also, it opened up the opportunity to go to workshops, such as DIY and bench making. Suddenly I was learning new skills, as well as having a good time with new friends. I was mixing with people I might not normally meet or socialise with, and that was massive for me. Add in woodworking skills, which gave me the tools to do things at home that impressed my family, and I realised I was gaining a lot of confidence. There are plenty of other sessions as well, including baking, arts and crafts and dance. So there's always lots going on, and there's always a good atmosphere. It also helps that the people who run the sessions are really nice. Lizzie and Beth in particular make everything fun, which helps new people settle in and means that when you do learn new things, it doesn't feel like hard work. It's just a great way to spend your time and it's given me an idea for a possible career in carpentry that I'd never have thought of before. Plus, having new friends gives me more people to go out on my bike with. We all like football and we all support Arsenal, so it was great to find out that the club supported Andover Youth Space. We've been told that money from the Arsenal Foundation helps with the hire of the hall, refreshments and equipment, as well as publicity to get more of us along. People think of them as a club full of superstar players who are removed from reality, but the fact is that they give back to the local community and give back to people like me. The Arsenal Foundation Registered charity number 1145668. For more information, please visit www.arsenal.com forward slash community. Teams for Arsenal Manager Arsene Wenger Blue Shirts, Shorts and Socks. 4. Per Matasaka. 6. Laurent Kozielny 8. Aaron Ramsey 9. Alexandre Lacazette 10. Jack Wilshire 11. Mesut Ozil 13. David Ospina, goalkeeper 14. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang 16. Rob Holding 17. Alex Iwobi 18. Nacho Monreal 19. Santi Carzola 20. Shkodran Mustafi 21. Callum Chambers 23. Danny Welbeck 24. Hector Bellerin 27. Konstantinos Mafropanos 29. Granit Xhaka 30. Ainsley Maitland-Niles 31. Siad Kolasinac 33. Petra Jack, goalkeeper 35. Mohamed Elneny
43. Josh Da Silva 44. Vlad Dragomir 47. Charlie Gilmore 50. Dan Ilyev, goalkeeper 54. Matt Macy, goalkeeper 61. Reese Nelson 62. Eddie Nketiah 63. Jordi Osetutu 69. Joe Willock 77. Henrik Mkhitaryan For Ostersund's head coach Graham Potter White shirt, shorts and socks 1. Ali Kita, goalkeeper 2. Tom Pettersson 3. Tesfaldet Teke 4. Sotirios Papa Giannopoulos 6. Doug Bergqvist 8. Jamie Hopcutt 9. Alhaji Gero 10. Hosam Aish 11. Johan Bertelsson 12. Ken Sima 13. Ludwig Fritzson 15. Tim Bjorkstrom 17. Curtis Edwards 18. Andreas Anderson, goalkeeper 19. Dennis Viggreen 22. Brua Nuri 23. Samuel Mansar 24. Ronald Mukibi 32. Patrick Capuzzo 33. Emil Hepfal 77. Noah Sonkon Sunbury 80. Frank Arhin 93. Samon Goras 99. Dino Aslemovic Officials from Slovakia Referee Ivan Kretzliak Assistant Referees Blanislav Hanko Martin Balko Additional Assistants Peter Kralovic Filip Glova Fourth Official František Ferenc Tonight's other fixtures Look Moscow vs Nice RB Leipzig vs Napoli ATL Madrid vs FC Copenhagen Villarreal vs Lyon Zenit vs Celtic Sporting vs Astana Dynamo Kiev vs AEK Victoria Pilsen vs Partizan Lazio vs Stour Braga vs Marseille Athletic Bilbao vs Spartak Moscow Atalanta vs Borussia Dortmund AC Milan vs Ludogorets RB Salzburg vs Real Sociedad The Arsenal Foundation Helping young people fulfil their potential through education and sport Hello, this is Arsene Wenger That brings us to the end of this audio production of the Arsenal Matchday Programme Puma One. Play perfect. Gatorade. It all begins from within. Every victory starts from within. That's where the heart and the drive live. The determination to come up big when it matters most. But no athlete does it alone. They need training and fuel to perform. Gatorade is proud to fuel any athlete who believes greatness comes from within. Gatorade, win from within. Copyright 2013 S-VC.H Gatorade and G-Design are registered trademarks of S-VC.H.
do everything once in a lifetime in Australia and New Zealand. Don't just visit, live it. From the rugged outback and spectacular coastlines to adventure sports and natural wonders. Choose from seven destinations on emirates.com slash UK. Hello tomorrow. Emirates. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.